Hello, this is Doug Boquist, and you are listening to From a Pastor's Heart. I've had the pleasure of serving as the lead pastor of Lima Community Church, which is a great congregation in Northwest Ohio. It's part of the Church of Nazarene. Debbie and I are entering our 35th year of ministry. (laughs) That's hard to believe. And we have four grown children and three grandchildren. There are many things I'd like to comment on in my sermons, but they probably will never find their way into a sermon. So I've started this podcast. I, I hope it's helpful for those I give pastoral leadership to and perhaps even for some outside of our congregation. In the notes below, you'll see how you can... Uh, find the webpage for the church, listen to sermons, and find other resources. In the United States, we have a presidential election coming up in just a few days. This is probably the most polarizing election I have ever seen. It's been divisive, it's been ugly, and it's not been far from anyone's thoughts. So what do I do as a pastor? What do I have to say about this election to those I lead and serve? Well, first, let's start with this scripture, Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 9 through 12 and then 14 through 16. It says this, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Now, that's quite a list coming from the pen of the Apostle Paul. If you were counting, he gave 15 rapid-fire commandments in this short piece of Scripture. Let's see what they have to say to us in this election season. The year was 1774. The place was England, and they were in the middle of a hotly contested election. Earlier that year, some hoodlums, that would be their words, or patriots, that would be our words, emptied the ships of their cargo in the Boston Harbor. We call it the Boston Tea Party. They called it treason. The election of 1774 would decide how the colonies would be treated. Now, the head of the government, besides the king, was Lord Frederick North, and he represented the conservative uh, portion of, uh, of parliament, and he served as a prime minister. Uh, he surprised the opposition by dissolving parliament early and scheduled new elections six months earlier than what was planned. Now, this was a shrewd move on his behalf, and it caught the opposition by surprise. As important as the national issues were in his day, it was actually some of the local politics that people paid even more attention to. 
which is quite a reverse uh, than what we find in our culture. In many parts of England, huge sums of money were spent to have people buy their way into Parliament. So throughout all of England, people were vastly interested in the upcoming elections. Because of the colonies, because of people throwing money around, it was divisive. Now, in England at this time, there lived a, uh, a wonderful man. I, I call him a spiritual giant. His name was John Wesley. Wesley was an Anglican minister, and he preached to thousands and thousands of people throughout England. And he organized them into groups where they could grow spiritually. After his death, uh, his followers broke away from the Anglican church, and they became known as Methodist. Many Christian groups today have have been greatly influenced by Wesley, including my tribe, the, the people I'm part of. Apparently, Wesley was deeply concerned about the contentiousness of the upcoming election. So in his journal from October 6th, 1774, he writes this. I met those in our society who had votes in the ensuing election, and I advised them, one, to vote without fee or reward for the person they judged most worthy. Now, it's interesting because votes were uh, bought, and he's saying, don't take a fee, vote for the person most worthy, but, but don't get bribed. Number two, he said, speak no evil of the person you have voted against. And three, take care that your spirits are not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. <laughs> What great advice for us. Let me summarize them very quickly. One, vote for the most worthy candidate. Two, don't speak evil of the other candidate. Three, and perhaps most importantly, don't become bitter towards those who voted on the other side. You know, sometimes we get so worked up about the issues in an election that we forget who we are. We are the followers of Jesus Christ. We listen to and we obey his teaching. In John 13, 35, he says, quote, By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another, unquote. It's easy to get so worked up during an election that we forget <laughs> that the distinctive nature of who we are is to love. And I think that some believers think that uh, their responses on social media are exempt from Christian teaching. They operate on the assumption that all is fair during elections, <laughs> which, of course, is not true. I, I, I have been trying to stay off of social media during this time because I've become so weary of seeing nasty, argumentative, finger-pointing comments many by those who have received the grace of Christ. I want to lovingly remind you of who you are. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Now, an ambassador is the highest ranking representative of a country that lives in another country. So you are the highest ranking representative of heaven in the place where God has put you. My friends, don't squander this representation. By all means, vote. By all means, organize. Get people to the polls. Do everything you can for your candidate, except 
Remember that those doing the same thing for the other candidate are men and women that Jesus loved and that he died for. We began this podcast, this podcast with, with words from the Apostle Paul. Let's listen to a bit of them again. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Live in harmony with one another. My friends, we have a wonderful opportunity to be the people of God. Don't stoop. Don't squander. Love. God bless you. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.